You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back. So this podcast is going to focus on I'm about to leave for the World Series of Poker over in Las Vegas. Not doing the main event, but just go there as a trip every single year uh, to basically just play some cash and do some probably some of the series tournaments, not the main event, but just some of the, the cheaper events throughout the uh, that's going on over there. Man, like you always say, though, the cash games during the World Series of Poker are always just so great. The cash games are really great. Uh, the list gets super long is the only issue, but the cash games are really good. It's just, in the entire town, it's just such a different vibe. Because, I mean, everybody's there. The vast majority of people are there for the World Series of Poker. So it's just, you know, I remember uh, I was listening to a Crush Live Poker podcast, and one of Bart's things were like, if you're not doing the tournament, you'd just stay at home. Because most of the good players are going to the World Series of Poker, so the games get better. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that, and I was like, well, that's true, but I don't know. The The vibe around there is just worth it for me. Uh, there's so many tables going that the cash games, to me, usually are pretty good. Because just people, because people go doesn't mean they're that good. They just want to go for the tournaments and stuff. Uh, so I'm... Every single year, look forward to it, and uh, like I say, it's always a just a really cool vibe to go. On the plus side, it can't be any worse than your last Vegas trip. Oh my God! Yeah, that, <laughs> the Vegas the- last Vegas trip was a disaster, a disaster and a half. I mean, I could not have run worse, could not have played worse, and that downswing lasted literally as, even when I got home for another like month or two. So we are gonna hope that this. The vast majority of my Vegas trips have been profitable, but God Almighty, that one was a disaster. Right, it was especially rough. We had to do like three episodes on your Vegas trip, and it was all losing. <laughs> yeah, because I had so many sessions. There was so much to cover, and it was horrible reliving that. So this one, I think, is going to... I mean, I don't even imagine... I can't even imagine how it goes worse than that last one, so we're just going to hope for the best on this one. Uh, a couple things I've done as I've like at the like probably in the last two to three years I've switched to really focusing on position, and I think that's going to help in Vegas where like in Texas you can get away p- playing with static ranges just like a good range just but keeping that same range through positions. Vegas is a little different because the play is so much tighter. So I've kind of adjusted and I've ch- adjusted my bet sizing. Uh. I remember one on that Vegas trip specifically, like four bet pots were a real big problem for me. So there's a couple things I've actually been studying up on that I think will help in Vegas versus Texas. I mean, just more often in Vegas. Do you think you have to play tighter in Vegas because there's more regs grinding out the, what are they called? Not bonuses, but the, um, the rewards. Uh, I don't think you should necessarily play tighter. Well, no, no, I'm saying, do you think that that's what lends those games to being kind of a little bit more passive games compared to Texas where everyone's wild going crazy? 
Uh, okay. If that's yeah, I do think that comes into play, and you can definitely tell like casino. Like if you go to the Orleans, it's a much different or South Point. It's a much different vibe than if you go to like Aria, where they don't have the bonuses. Underrated casino was Orleans. You brought me there. I'd never even been there, and I went there and I thought it was so awesome. Yeah, I thought I really like that casino. It's like it's a little bit older, but I think it's got a really cool vibe about it. It's just you know the poker there, the poker room there is pretty hopping all the time. I think mostly because I think the rake is way less than some of the other casinos. They have a ton of bonuses, uh, and just a really cool one. But yeah, a lot of people who might not venture off the strip might not actually go there. Yeah, I definitely think that's one worth checking out. Hopefully, you play there at least one session. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, actually, I mean, it's almost super definitely because now there's actually fe- a little fewer uh, poker rooms to choose from. Like, you can't go to Planet Hollywood or, you know, some of those or Luxor or anything like that. So the ones that I do like playing in, probably going to get multiple uh, sessions in. Here's my question, though. So let's say, so right whenever you land... Where's going to be the first um, poker room you hit? Do you already, I think I already know the answer because I think it's always the same. It's almost always Caesar's Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it is this time. I don't know. I, I, at that, this point, it almost feels like a, tra- a tradition to make it Caesar's Palace. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll find out when I get there. For me, Caesar pa- Caesar's Palace has to be one of the most fun rooms to play in. I think so. I think it's super underrated. Oh, I, I rate it highly. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but every time I've gone, well, when I go for the early, early games, it can be pretty, like, grindy. But they do cap the 1-3 game at $300 buy-in, even if there's deep stacks, which is kind of a bummer. But as the night goes on, kind of not even as the night, kind of just as, I mean, almost like 6 o'clock, it really kind of turned into that more of that party atmosphere that you're really looking for when you're that profitable. You know, if you're a profitable player, you don't want to play against people just grinding it out all all day. Yeah, it's a... Uh, well, I think during the day, like, there's a lot of people, like, Caesar's uh, Palace used to give more tier points than most of the other casinos. for uh, So they would just sit there and try to grind to get the diamond. Uh, but like you say, as the night goes on, it just kind of gets better and better. And I think... Most of my biggest sessions in Vegas have actually come from Caesar's Palace. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I have one session that just killed. Actually, yeah, almost all my best sessions are from Caesar's Palace, actually. I broke my record of wins twice there. Wow. I mean, hopefully you break it right on the first <laughs> first session. <laughs> yeah, that would be absolutely great. Uh I miss Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood was another one kind of like Caesar's Palace where it didn't attract the super regs and it had like a pretty good party atmosphere. So that one's, that was the one that closed down that I'm the most sad that it's not there because it definitely had a, I really enjoyed that room. Here's something that, I mean, it's going to be way off topic, but I'm thinking about it just because I remember this happening in Caesar's. Okay. Um, whenever you're in these party atmosphere games and these players are playing badly, right, and you win a big pot off the player, something that all I mean, I you know obviously knew this situation, so I was able to kind of make, keep it that party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When they take a bad beat and like ah oh, nothing I could do, 
you really kind of need to lean into that. I, I see whenever like some winning players try to break down strategy at the table, which I hate, but you definitely want to tell these like recreational players that they did something wrong. Just like, yeah, nothing you could really do there, which keeps the party atmosphere going. That's just something that, you know, because I, the reason why I bring this up is because at Caesars, when I was winning, I mean, just a massive session, just off of um, really almost this one guy. But <laughs> but he was a super rec player, obviously successful in life kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Just there to have a good time. And, I mean, I was just, you know, all the moves were working, you know. And I just had to tell him, like, yeah, it's just unlucky right there. You know, and just really kind of lean into it to keep it that party atmosphere. And he just kept having a great time, bought more drinks and you know, can really kind of bring that winning session to the next level, I guess, really what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I, whenever somebody asks me this, I always say, like, it's a cooler-type situation. You just can't get away from it. Uh, like, if somebody asks me for, away from the table, like, strategy-wise, I'll give them an honest answer. But whenever I'm at the table, well, one is I'm, just, I'm never looking to embarrass somebody. I mean, because part of it, like you say, it's a party atmosphere— Part of it's like, oh, well, I lost money. That sucks. But part of it's like they just don't want to be embarrassed and they want to feel like they made the right play. And the vast majority of people, like, I'm not trying to steer people in the wrong way, but you're not getting strategy. You're not learning. You're not doing poker study at the table at that exact moment. My, you know, I'm there to try to, you know, let people feel good about playing and having a good time. Oh, yeah. And I mean,. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but probably a lot of a lot of players are just there to have a good time and don't really care about poker strategy. <laughs> oh, which I mean, me and you have only said those are the players you want. Those are the players that make the game. Definitely not grinders. I mean, so you know, those players hold a special place in the poker community. So very happy for them. But yeah, I'm always gonna do that same exact thing and kind of let them know uh, that you know it's just a cooler. Not much you could do, even if. You, there's a lot you can do. <laughs> yeah, so, so they've got. I mean, they got just websites dedicated to stuff you can do. Yeah, I mean the, that four eight offsuit. I mean, when you played and got coolered. I mean, and you hit eight eight, and someone and I, it was eight eight king, and I pocket kings. You know what? Nothing you can do. <laughs> it's uh. So yeah, I'm uh. I'm looking forward to playing. I. So one thing I think that goes overlooked during the WSOP is there's. Obviously, the World Series of Poker has great tournaments, but there are a lot of, like, every casino has their own version of, like, the World Series of Poker type deal. They're always doing their own series. So, I'm looking at doing some of the WSOP, but Orleans has theirs, Wynn has theirs, Venetian, MGM, uh, Golden Nugget. And I say this because not everybody can go over there and just spend a ton of money doing the WSOP. Like, some of the buy-ins are pretty high. But, like, Golden Nugget has, I think it's like a $200 for, like, a $200,000 guarantee. So, I mean, you can find a whole bunch of these that are just priced pretty reasonably. Uh, Orleans has some really good ones at reasonable prices. So, if you ever want to go for the WSOP to just go to the Vibe, even if you don't go to play the WSOP, it's still a really good time. Well, didn't you say um, many episodes ago that like people would just follow around these poker tours just to because the cash games were that good? I always did hear that. Like, 
you know, the cash. I mean, well, you have all those people flocking to that to those uh, games, you know, for the tournaments for these poker series. Like if it was the World Poker Tour or the World Series of Poker. Uh, I guess what was that other one? Heart. Heartland Poker Tour. Heartland Poker Tour back in the day. I mean, you have all these casinos that are attracting these poker players. So they would get games that are bigger than they normally do. Uh, not all tournament players are great cash game players, especially when you get deep stacked. So I always heard that a lot of people would just follow the cash games. Are you going to play anywhere new this uh, Vegas trip? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anywhere new off top of my head. Uh, the one place I would like to play would be like Red Rock because I always hear about that casino, how cool it is. I mean, every time Brad Owen plays there, it seems like it's just ridiculously high stakes games going on there. Yeah, it is, but they do have some lower stakes games. But it it's not like the Orleans where it's off the strip, but it's you know, no, it's like an eight dollar Uber ride or something. It's nothing big. It's kind of a pain from what I hear. It's like over like out kind of out in the suburbs of Las Vegas type deal. So I don't know if I'll make it over there. But uh, now the one place I really want to do play that play at that's new is that uh, room. You know Tropicana is bringing a poker room back. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, Eric Persons behind it. Oh, man. And he's going to – apparently there's going to be like a live stream. There's going to be all kinds of stuff there. I mean he's going to really uh, – try to push poker on in that uh in that casino which i'm very curious about but well i mean obviously not will be going on this you know later today right yeah it's gonna be i think it's probably gonna be more towards the fall type deal but uh that would be it that would be the one i really want to go play at if they uh get that going i guess you could say one kind of new place is i haven't been back in a played in the uh in las vegas since the horseshoe opened their room like it was bally's that shitty poker room apparently it's really nice now that'll be cool to go to um what about i know you've been looking thumbing through a ton of tournaments or any jumping out at you that you actually think you might play in i was definitely thinking of doing the mystery bounty and at the wsop so it's it, every time you knock out a player, you draw you draw a bounty card, and it's going to be worth something, just no matter. And there's one that's worth $1 million. So pretty much everybody has a shot at a million-dollar prize if you knock out the right person. Well, it's not even, I mean, it really is just draw the right thing, right? Isn't it normally like in a little kind of um, like what they would draw out of the lottery um, balls out of? That's what I've seen before. I think so. Man, could you imagine being that person that draws a million God, that would be absolutely insane. And I think, like, I was a little nervous that all the most of the uh, money was going to go to that. But there is a, apparently a guaranteed million dollar first prize, too, for that tournament. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking of doing. That's the highest, uh, it's a thousand dollar buy in. Uh, I wouldn't have 100% of myself. Obviously, you would have some action in this. Oh, yeah. So it's a. Uh, but that is the one I'm thinking of doing the most. That's the one that has piqued my interest the most. Definitely would be the kind of like the shot take one, right? Yeah, mo- yeah most definitely. So there's that. Uh, there's one Golden Nugget one. Like I say, I think it's like a 200000 guarantee for 200 bucks. I mean, there's so many flights. But for 200 bucks, I might 
It might even be more than 200,000. It was something ridiculous. Well, I mean, here's the thing is you're going to be there long enough to <laughs> to wait out the flights because you're going to uh, be there for so long. Yeah, so I might do that one. I mean, it's just one of those. It's a super cheap buy-in for if you – I mean, you definitely have to strike iron on this one. Uh, but, you know, it, just in case. Uh, Wynn has some really good ones. Aria has some really good ones. Orleans is a very reasonably priced ones. So there's a Venetian deep stacks going on. So there's a lot of possibilities. I'm mostly going to just go there and play cash games like I usually do. But I'll have to see which ones are just the best in general. Absolutely. It's a, uh, so yeah, it's, but very, uh, very excited for this and hopefully hopefully this Vegas trip I come back with the exact opposite of last Vegas trip and it's talking about win after win after win not like just me getting killed cooler after cooler and then some bad play as well I mean your PLO story was just so funny about last Vegas one wherever like you went in the game ended up being super deep you were super shallow and then went all in with just dry aces and the whole table call oh my god yeah that was really tough it was, I saw 1-2 PLO and I had been running bad I was like 1-2 PLO is not that bad then I realized it was a $5 bring in and then I was very short stack for what this was and then, yeah, and then I'm like, well, aces are kind of always a favorite. And then I was like, I just jam it right now, like $400, and it was like 30 to go. And I just watched call, 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 call. And I'm like, well, somebody's got an ace. I, I'm drawing dead here. So it's a, uh, and guess what? I was drawing dead. <laughs> yeah, that was still just such a funny story from last, though. <laughs> oh. Whenever I got that phone call and heard that story, but. Yeah, that was, uh, that was. That was my PLO story. I mean, that is why I'm not a great PLO player. Uh, so we'll, we're going to hope for better stories. We're going to hope for me getting it in and just rivering great. And here's something that we always disagree on that um, I kind of hope you go back there. But you never seem to like Bellagio. And that's one of my favorite poker rooms. I will say it's not that I don't like Bellagio. I like Bellagio. But, okay, for anybody who doesn't go to Vegas who's listening to this, there's three main poker rooms almost everybody agrees that are the best. Uh, Aria, Wynn, and Bellagio. And I just don't put Bellagio... I don't know why, but I put Aria and Wynn as definitely the best. And I put Bellagio up there, but it'd be like... Hmm... It might be like sixth or so for me. Uh, now it's gone up just because that what the big thing about these rooms that get so much action is they don't take a jackpot rake. So the max rake in Vegas is usually five dollars, but a lot of casinos take an additional two dollars. So they might be going up just on the on this the fact that the rake is less than like like I kind of like kind of the, the poker rooms that don't get as much run as the others like i don't mind mgm i like mgm i like caesar's palace and i like those uh but if they're gonna be taking an extra two dollars which a lot of that goes to like you know tournaments that only regs can qualify then i might be going to bellagio just a little bit more just out of that in general 
well, I don't know, just whenever I went and had my Bellagio run, I was just in some of the best games. Uh, I will say, I have been in some pretty good games. Like, when I have played at Bellagio, I felt like it wasn't that reg-heavy and that it was the games were pretty good. I will say that. And plus, I like that you, um, you know, kind of Brad Owen's stomping grounds. So one of the vloggers that we watch all the time. You know, that's where he used to play every single day. So it was pretty cool to be there. Yeah, that's true. It's a, uh, I actually a, saw Brad Owen there whenever I was playing. That's right. I do remember that. That's a... Uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I think now Brad Owen is just so on the road between the Lodge and the World Poker Tour thing that it'd be unlikely I run into him. Although, wait, he did final... He was... I think it's already done, but he final tabled something. I don't know if it was I in mean, Vegas or not. It's definitely going to be done whenever uh, this podcast comes out. Um, we actually had to record an emergency podcast because Clint is going to Vegas for so long that we need to record more episodes <laughs> while he plays. So we're going to come back with just... I mean, a ton of content, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the win is cool because that's where Jamin, who was my favorite vlogger, goes. So I'm thinking, and I did see him last time I went to the win as well. Did you play on his table? No, we. I stopped by. It was him and Rain Delay, and I stopped and uh, said hi to him. I did play with uh, Adam Rude's wife, was on my table for a little bit. So did uh, So that was kind of cool. I mean, that, was, that trip... That was a trip before last, and I saw so many people. Did you ever go to Troopers game? Yeah, I had a blast at Troopers game. That is something I definitely, I'm glad you mentioned that, because that's definitely something I uh, will do this Thursday. Yeah, you hadn't even brought it up. So I was, yeah, are they still running it? Yeah, every uh, Thursday. And I think that's a, like, how it the vibe is when you watch his videos, it's very much that vibe when you go there. It's just a really good time. Yeah, a really, a really fun time to play poker. I definitely uh, suggest that. We'll definitely making a point to get there, uh, to go there Thursday. One thing I will say, if you ever go to the Westgate, I did not know how to get there. So <laughs> I was trying to do use the deuce bus like I do, and it's like a mile and a half walk in the <laughs> heat. I mean, down side roads. They're just the most god-awful ways to get there, and I didn't realize that the... Uh, what is that train that goes on that side of MGM? Mm, I don't know what it is, but there's <laughs> literally a, the, tr the the tram or whatever they call it goes exactly to the casino. And I was like, I was like, how's everybody getting here? So if you ever uh, go to Westgate to that game, use that uh, little train behind MGM. I guess because this is gonna have to be kind of a short one because, like I said, we didn't play much poker in between episodes because, <laughs> like I said, it's kind of an emergency episode, but. Aside from poker, do you have anything for the last, you know, few minutes of the podcast, anything that you're thinking about doing as far as for fun? I, you always recommend the Pinball Museum. That's always a big one. Uh, things that I always recommend, like if you're going the first time, the High Roller I think is kind of a cool. It gives you really good uh, views of Vegas. The Pinball Museum is something I'll probably stop by. Uh, lately, I've had a fat, like I'll probably go to the Luxor Esports uh, center always do that be, to take a break from poker uh like video games so i'll probably go and play some overwatch or call of duty there uh and then the one thing that is different here is i've i've never been a huge bar guy but i have been like into kind of the country bars around here like going to rowdies and stampede so i was looking up like different like kind of country type bars going so i'm probably gonna go to looked up a couple bars I'm going to go hit up, like Stoney's, 
uh, Gillies, uh, not so much a country bar, but Hogs and Heifers. And I just want to see the vibe in those places and see if it's as good of a time as I think it could be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what about this? Is one that we don't really never talked about though. Sports books. I know you like to sports bets occasionally, and when in Vegas, I mean, is there any of that? I mean, I know there's that one in um, that new one that everyone was talking about. Which one was that? The big one? Oh God, it's not Circa. It's uh, what was it? No, it. Yeah, I think it might be Circa. Yeah, I always think of I think of Circa and World Resorts as the same one, but they're different. Uh, Circa is the sports book. It's just off the charts, and I'll definitely be trying to watch the NBA Finals there. I'll definitely shit last uh, Vegas trip. It was actually the best part of the trip was me <laughs> going in and uh, placing a bet and watching the NBA Finals game because it went to shit so much. <laughs> so uh, definitely gonna hit up Circa to watch the NBA Finals and maybe some other sports books. Uh, there's just so many good ones that I, I like. I kind of like all of them a little bit. I, I like the ones that are less used because it's less, less crowded. So some of the not as nice ones are fun as well. But Circa's definitely, if you're going to watch a game and you're just going to go for like one sports book, I mean, it's so good that at first they were charging people to watch games there. That's how good. So it's a, uh, I mean, they don't do that anymore, but I mean, probably for like UFC or uh, the Super Bowl or something maybe, but definitely looking forward to it. All right, all right. Well, we'll end with this. I know you go to Vegas so much, you have a bunch of knowledge for us. Um, top restaurants that you would go to, that you would go to in Vegas? Oh, God. This oh, this is not me. I mean, I am not. <laughs> well, I don't go to restaurants. Well, not restaurants, but you went to, like, the Nacho Daddy and, I mean, all the cool okay. places. I mean, you definitely go. You would recommend all these cool places whenever we went last time. Uh, Nacho Daddy. Like, okay, by restaurants, like, if you're going, like, nice restaurants, I do no, not no, know. No, no, that's not I don't, you. <laughs> I mean, I usually just go with poker-playing friends. I really don't go, like, with all... You know, I only went with my my ex-wife once. Uh, so I will say Nacho Daddy is a really cool place. I always try to hit up. It's the just so good. It's such a cool vibe in there. Uh, outside of that, I don't really... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like, like I like Earl of Sandwich, but it's not really that it's like great. It's just like I don't have access to it here, so it's different. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, you okay. put me on a spot on something I really have no idea about. Well, I thought that was going to be a really easy question for you, but on that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.